Hi, everybody. Welcome to 2ZQ Hot Takes, where we discuss issues both big and small. I am your host, the very handsome Tim Kirk, and this time I'll be talking about the emotional ties of generational slang, and depending on how you feel about it, the futility of trying to stay current. My relatives who have kids stay current on a lot of slang because they hear it all day, every day, with regards to conversations, school, and the content their kids consume. No matter how cool I think I am because of my urban existence, kids are exposed to so much and it is relentless in their lives. Also, kids are conformists and are compelled to behave like each other, so they absorb it osmotically. The social structure of childhood in America is rigid in that sense, personal opinion. Whereas, in my adult experience, and speaking for myself, I have the ability to tune out what I want to. The gay community is closer to the bone on a lot of stuff, I think, because we mingle more freely with each other than some other factions. But, you know, country music people have a different slang that I am not even going to address. And even the gay stuff is selective. And, like all aspects of culture, we cherry-pick what appeals to us and think we are cool, man. I am sure law enforcement and people who work in social services hear things and keep their ears to the ground in equal but different measures as well. I'm going to preface all this with my increased awareness of generational slang by awareness of two distinct things. First, listening to music in gyms. I have quite often heard EDM, and when that plays, it usually signifies that the older owners or management are not present. Those dudes usually play metal or hard rock with thunderous guitar riffs from the 70s and the 80s. You know, dinosaur rock. So, when I heard this new electronic dance music, I felt it was so common to people who were not of my generation, and it did include remixes of all popular music genres, and I had to play catch-up pretty quickly to at least understand some of the language and the content of the language being used in and around the music culture. Otherwise, I felt lost. Like the appeal of silent discos and Tim and Eric. I have zero understanding of what makes people laugh at this. Zero. I have seen it and look at it blankly. Some of the stand-ups on Netflix are, as far as I am concerned, just otherwise annoying, whiny people talking. Like a guy from the office who is having a few at an after-work drinks thing and is ranting about his otherwise boring life. But they are ostensibly being paid and on TV, and I am not. So what do I know? So... I have done a pod on the origins of gay slang before and one on gay terminology in 2019. I have also cited many of these gay terms in those pods, 2ZQ HT52 Bears and Who's Who in the Zoo 2019 edition and 2ZQ HT301 The Etymology and Meanings of Gay Slang, and a substantial grain of that is derived from Polari. And of course, aside from the LGBT stuff, this show in itself is far from comprehensive. But for many people, common slang used in front of them causes bewilderment and confusion, and it is more relatable than we sometimes think. Also, a lot of people feel really dumb about the correct context for usage, so we tend to stay closer to traditional language and our own generational slang, 
which can reinforce the divide, but it does keep some of us from appearing foolish. I, for one, refrained from using on fleek after I heard myself say it the first time because someone I thought was cute said it to me. It was cool for others, but I sounded, as they say, weak. There is a line to walk there. But there are some terms that have endured to whatever degree and others that make you stare like a deer in the headlights. The second part came about because I viewed and really love Aquafina is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central and I'm Dave or Dave on FXX. And those really cool people used terms I had been completely unaware of, as in, that's my drip, which it turns out to mean, if you say, you've got the drip or are dripping, means in slang that your look or style is extremely fashionable or sexy. I am relieved because it previously meant that you had venereal disease. <laughs> I just thought I was with it and felt, oops, I need to be a little more current. That being said, a lot of my sources are not from this exact week, so please bear with me as I do cite sources that are stuck in time or trapped in amber as soon as they are published. Of course, and especially the 20s and 50s and hippie slang terminology. Things become dated. The trick is to be authentic and, when possible, use the old corny terms where they can have the best contextual impact and not appear as if you are making a vain attempt to be relevant or a yeah, get off my lawn, old crank. There are quite a few terms in common current concurrent use, meaning that they aren't specific to any one generation, although they may have originated from one generation and their appeal transcends age and cultural divisions. So there is quite a bit of repetition through different aspects of culture and generations, and I must say that a lot of these terms have been absorbed into mainstream culture and are now considered basic. Eh? Eh? You see? Eh? Eh? As I said, a lot of my reference points are already dated, so the implication is that the current slang changes mercurially, and I acknowledge that right off the bat, so please bear with me. And I'm keeping a lot of these terms in reference to the study I am citing for context's sake, including a lot of 30s and 40s slang, although some of the gangster stuff comes from 30s movies about the 20s. So I have to begin with a very interesting, to me anyway, study from the Department of Psychology of the State University of New York at New Paltz, titled Generational Differences in the Use of Emotional Words by Mary Alice Cetera, Corianne Spence, and Madeline Sparrow. The premise being extended something known as the Sapir-Whorf hypothesis to emotions suggests that emotion words and their meaning would be dependent on culture and a group's shared worldview. They looked at slang words that have come in and out of vogue across generations and sought to link these to possible cultural and demographic factors. I think that is cool. It helps generations understand each other. They studied generational differences in emotion words used by examining the slang words people of a particular generation reported using to express one of six basic emotions. Happiness, sadness, fear, disgust, surprise, and anger. Five U.S. generations were examined. Digital natives, millennials, Generation X, baby boomers, and the silent generation. They had four hypotheses. First, the silent generation would use the least amount of slang. Two, 
digital natives would use the most abbreviations. Three, profanity would increase with younger generations. And four, slang words used across generations would be a reflection of the particular popular culture of their teen years. There were 107 total participants, 34 men and 73 women, and they were recruited through flyers, subject pool web sign-ups, campus-wide emails, word of mouth, and visits to nursing homes and assisted living locations. Participants represented the five generations of digital natives. There were 20 of them. The median age was 18. Millennials, 23 of them. The median age was 21. Generation X, the number of them was 19, and the median age was 39.8. Baby boomers, the number of them was 20. The median age was 53.4. And the silent generation, the number of them was 25, and the median age was 72.3. Now, the silent generation, for those who do not know, is the demographic following the greatest generation and preceding the baby boomers. The name was originally applied to people in the United States and Canada, but has been applied to those in Western Europe, Australia, New Zealand, and South America as well. They are people born between 1928 and 1945. All participants were interviewed for approximately 30 minutes and asked to recall slang terms they used during their teenage years to express those six basic emotions. Again, happiness, surprise, sadness, disgust, anger, and fear. If a participant could not remember slang terms used, they were provided with an example word specific to their generation. That is, the silent generation was asked if they had used the term aces. The examples were given based upon a literature search of slang word usage in particular generations. The interviewer took detailed notes for every interview. When the participants gave permission, the interview was audio recorded. Approximately two-thirds of the interviews were recorded and transcribed. They counted the number of mentions of each emotion slang word within each generation. Words in their derivatives were counted as one. Analyses were conducted to determine whether a term appeared more for one generation than the other four. Two independent coders coded 25% of the notes, transcripts, and audio tapes. They reported the specific words each participant mentioned. Overall, there was 93.6% agreement using a word-by-word comparison. Across generations, there were unique terms used. The silent generation used bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Baby boomers used bummer. Generation X used rad. Millennials used popping. And digital natives used hyped. Certain words appeared to transcend generational lines. For example, while discussing anger, every generation except the silent generation used pissed. Other similarities included cool, used by four generations, and gross, used by all generations. The silent generation reported using less slang words overall. Baby boomers had the most mentions of profanity and used words or phrases like what's happening, hell, chicken, and wuss. Generation X reported words like rad, sweet, and stoked. Millennials used words like anxious, chill, popping, and shook. Digital natives used the most abbreviations like OMG. Across the board, All generations used terms that referenced popular culture 
relevant to their specific generation, such as TV shows and music. For example, baby boomers use What's Happening from the TV show What's Happening. Millennials use Popping, featured in the song Poppin' by Chris Brown, and My Lip Gloss Be Poppin'. And digital natives use Lit, which appeared in the Wiz Khalifa song Get Lit. Based on their analysis, they found that digital natives and millennials used Oh My God significantly more than the other three generations. One implication is that emotion word usage could aggravate the communication difficulties that people across generations might experience, like parents and teens. Emotional terms used across the generations indicated that common slang terms for emotions were shared within the generation and reflected common culture and experiences. They looked at slang words that have come in and out of vogue across generations and sought to link those to possible cultural and demographic factors. They further concluded that future research should examine how generational experiences influence present-day expression of emotion. So, that's kind of neat. But here we go with a few lists, and I believe the term listicles is still being used, although I can believe that that term elicits groans. Oprah Mag has a list from 2019, and this is an excerpt, which has quite a lot to do with LGBT culture, as well as mainstream or basic culture these days. Tea is gossip, so if you spill tea about someone, you're talking behind their back. Skirt, as Urban Dictionary points out, this word is used to describe the sound tires make when you stop unexpectedly. In conversation, it's a synonym for stop. Damn, Gina. Use this phrase if you're either surprised by something or want to express approval. If someone finally earned their PhD, for instance, you could say, damn, Gina, look at you. It's a throwback to Martin Lawrence's 90s sitcom Martin. Shook, while the term became popularized in 90s hip-hop and R&B music, it's technically Old English, the past tense of shake. To feel shook is to be shaken up by something, for better or worse. The 2017 clip of comedian Christine Sedelko saying, I am shooketh, brought it into the mainstream. Salty can be used to describe something witty, racy, coarse, and humorous. And that's been around a long time. Bye, Felicia. If you're tired of putting up with someone, tell them bye, Felicia. Kiki. A kiki is a party or festive gathering though it can be used as a verb. To kiki, for instance, has a double meaning, either to celebrate or to share gossip. And that's pretty gay. No cap. That is used to emphasize that a statement isn't a lie or hyperbole. Swerve. While there are several definitions, to swerve is to avoid something or steer clear of an unwanted situation. Slaps. Used to describe something. Anything that strikes you as good, that's impressive. Slay is to do something exceptionally well. Also, very gay. Read, used as a verb. A read is essentially an insult and a catty way of calling out someone's flaws. Very gay. Clock, if you clock are clocking or clocked someone, you essentially strike them across the head with an insult. It's similar to a read, but slightly more aggro. Passive-aggressive form of clock, which is to clean one's clock or physically strike them unconscious. Realness. Once again, 
In ball culture, drag queens participate in voguing competitions during which they are judged for how authentically they can emulate a character's look. The more you mimic someone's demeanor, the closer you've gotten to achieving realness. So if the idea is to look like a Wall Street banker, your goal is to serve, that is deliver, executive realness. So gay. Dead. It means that something is so funny or ridiculously good, it's forced you to be hyperbolic. Snatched. If a person's hair, makeup, or outfit looks particularly fab, they're snatched. Savage. To perform a savage act is to do so unapologetically. That's been around for a while, too. And it's kind of gay. Beat. Apply makeup, as in I gotta go beat my face. And basic. Anything mainstream is basic. Pumpkin spice lattes. A tattoo of a Chinese character, which always makes me laugh. And having dinner at the Cheesecake Factory could be described as basic. Goat, the greatest of all time. Extra, over the top. Gucci, good. Keep it 100. Keep it real. Ratchet, someone who's obnoxious, rude, or trashy. Bay, before anyone else, otherwise known as that special someone. And from Baby Couture India, 9, as in the number 9, it means a parent is watching. Caitlin Rose Kruger, the University of Kansas, posted in 2018 generational slang words and phrases your parents just won't understand. Lit, that's cool. Sketchy, an adjective used to describe a person, situation, place, or object that is weird or distrustful. Yeah, it's been around for a while. Occur, I'm not even going to try to say it like you know who. Okay. I'm on my Kylie Jenner shit. I am acting and feeling like I am more important than I really am. Zaddy, an adjective to describe a really cute guy, like a babe. At me, to call someone out or to subtweet someone. Subtweet, mentioning someone on Twitter without using their name, usually to say something negative. Dope. This means cool, and it's almost archaic. Dusty, someone dressed badly. Boo, a significant other. Something else that's been around for a long time. Try me. A dare to test or challenge me. That's also been around for a long time. Insta, Instagram, Bible, I swear or I promise. Bet. Usually a response when someone says you won't do something, but you want to prove them wrong. Tool. Describing a guy who was way too confident and annoying. Also old. Nug. Describing a cute baby or just talking about chicken nuggets. She doesn't even go here. Reference to the movie Mean Girls, but meaning she doesn't fit in. Iced. Someone had to chug a whole bottle of Smirnoff ice. Darty. Day party and day drinking. She is my bitch. Not to be confused with she is a bitch, but she is my bitch means she's one of my best friends. DMs. Direct messages on social media apps. It was on their Snap Insta story a photo that was posted on a storyline on an app that isn't up permanently. Acting brand new. Acting like someone is better than their friends and family. Acting like they are so important. Fam, my close group of friends. Throwing shade, talking trash to you or about someone, which has also been around for quite some time. And from Thought Catalog, receipts. Evidence of a person's hypocrisy often pulled from past social media or text conversations. Yes! An enthusiastic way of saying yes. Very gay. 
low-key, low-intensity, slight, kind of. AF, an acronym for as, <clears throat> shall we say, the well-known act. Turnt, hype for a party. Mood, used to express something that is relatable. Sus, when someone is acting suspicious or shady. Bruh, another way of saying, seriously? Woke, being aware of current affairs, which is a very simplistic way of saying it, but yeah. Thirsty, horny, on fleek, fashionable, clap back, a comeback filled with attitude. Hunty, equivalent of friend, but said with attitude. Humble brag, when someone complains about their life while sneaking in a brag, and that's not exactly brand new either. Adulting, to grow up and act responsible. Trolls, someone who purposely tries to provoke others. Stan, a combination of stalker and fan. V, a shortened form of very. Gassed, when someone has had one too many compliments and is full of themselves. Dank, really cool. Ghost, when you completely disappear after hanging out and showing interest. High key, straight up truth. Mom, the most responsible friend in the group. Shipping, wanting two people to date, as in relationships. Jomo. Joy of missing out. OTP. One true pairing. Trill. True and real. Hundo P. A shortened form of 100%. Dad. A role model. Finesse. To smooth things out. Well, that's been around since forever. Goals. A way of subtly expressing that you're jealous. TBH. To be honest. Squad. A group of friends. Yeet. A way to show excitement or agree. Thirst trap. A sexy photograph or flirtatious message posted on social media. Wig snatched. Exposing someone to reveal the truth. Thick. T-H-I-C-C. That's someone with curves. Fubbing. P-H-U-B-B-I-N-G. Snubbing someone to pay attention to your phone instead. Suh. A shortened version of what's up. Blessed. Feeling fortunate. And a little pretentious. Bounce. Leaving suddenly. Been around for a long time, I must say. Swole. Someone who works out. IRL. In real life. TFW. That feeling when... Can't even. Used to describe someone you cannot handle. Hangry. When you are angry because you are so hungry. Cray. Crazy. SMH. Shaking my head. Netflix and chill. Hooking up. Bougie. Someone from a higher class, or something that's a little pretentious. Fena, going to. GMT, getting me tight, getting upset. Cancelled, to reject something because it's no longer trendy or it's become too ratchet. Or has failed an arbitrary purity test. Now compare these to the old 80s expressions that are really corny these days, but some are still used. From best life, 80s expressions no longer used or so. And they are kind of corny. Gag me with a spoon. Barf me out. Fat, P-H-A-T, fat. Bad, which still kind of used. Bag your face. What's your damage? Have a cow. No, duh. Choice, again. Been around since forever. It was even used by Spencer Tracy as churse. Gnarly, tubular, grody, grindage. I think we owe that to Paulie Shore. It's good food. Chia. Butter. Like butter. Bod. And everyone's been saying that forever. Zeke. A sexy geek. 
Now, these lists are preoccupied with crime, weapons, law enforcement, nicknames for women, inebriation of some kind, wild parties, and LGBT phrases, uh, some of which are slurs. This goes through all the generations. So from Thought Catalog, which cites the Library of Congress, and this was posted in January of this year, 2020. Applesauce, horse feathers, which means, ah, get out of here with that noise. Berries, like the bee's knees, denotes that something is good. Bimbo, refers to a macho man. I have been hearing and reading this crop up in conversations and articles lately. Maybe bimbo is being resurrected these days. I don't know. Bushwa, it's BS. But me. That means I'd like a cigarette. Cake eater. In the 20s, it refers to a ladies' man. Later, it was slang for a homosexual. Cheaters. Glasses or bifocals. Dewdropper. Like lollygagger, a slacker. Don't take any wooden nickels. Means don't do anything dumb. Dumb Dora. An unintelligent woman. A four-flusher. Someone who mooches off the money of others in order to feign wealth. And I always thought it was a floor-flusher. Go chase yourself. Get out of here. Hotsy tutsy, attractive, pleasing to the eye. Jake, okay, fine, as in, don't worry, everything's Jake. On a toot, on a bender. Ossified, drunk. A sinker is a donut. Tomato is a woman. Whoopee, to have a good time, to make whoopee. That also means to make love. Now from grammar.yourdictionary.com, 30 slang. Gat, rod. Heater, convincer, Chicago typewriter, chopper. All used to refer to a gun. Hooch, booze, term for whiskey or alcoholic beverages. Trigger men, brunos, goons, hatchet men, torpedoes. Hired gunmen and other tough guys. A gunsel was a gunman with a hint toward being a reckless loose cannon or an insult for a young homosexual. Cadillac. While now this word simply refers to a car, in the 30s it referred to an ounce of cocaine or heroin. I never, ever knew that. Canary was a woman who was a singer. Cats and alligators. These words were used to describe people who were fans of swing, later jazz music, and later hippies. City juice, dog soup. These terms referred to a cup of water. Copper, dick, gumshoe, flatfoot. Police, detectives. A Chicago overcoat. This refers to a coffin. It had something to do with gang violence in Chicago in the 30s. Abyssinia. I'll be seeing you. Aces. Snazzy. Hot. Knobby. Smooth. Sweet. Swell. Keen. Cool. Very good. All wet. No good. Amici. Met the telephone. Don Amici played Alexander Graham Bell, the inventor of the telephone, in the biopic. So that's the reference. Babe, broad, dame, doll, frail, twist, muffin, kitten. It's a woman. Beat means you're broke. The big house, the hooskow, prison. Bleed to extort or blackmail. Blinkers, lamps, pies, shutters, peepers. Your eyes. Blow your wig. Become very excited. Brody, a mistake. Chisel, a swindle, cheat, work an angle. Clambake, a wild swing. A clip joint. A nightclub or gambling joint where patrons got flim-flammed. See? A crumb. A fink. A loser by social standards. Cute as a bug's ear. Very cute. Dizzy with a dame. Very much in love with a woman, sometimes at great risk to themselves, especially if she is someone's mall. 
Dollface, name for a woman when a man is pleading his case or apologizing. Drilling, plugging, throwing lead, filling someone with daylight, giving someone lead poisoning, shooting at someone. Drumsticks, pins, pillars, stems, uprights, getaway sticks, gams, legs. Dukes, paws, grabbers, meat hooks, hands, face. That meant a Caucasian. Genius, an extremely unbelievably dumb person. Gin mill, place that serves liquor, sometimes illegally. G-man, federal agent, term coined by Machine Gun Kelly. A gold digger, attractive young woman actively hunting for a rich man. And that term has never gone out of style. Greaseball, half portion, wet smack, wet sock, jelly bean. An unpopular person. A grifter, a con man, or a con woman. Gumming the works to cause something to run less smoothly. Hocks, plates, that meant your feet. Hop, rag, jolly up, romp, wingding, a dance or a party. Hot squat, the electric chair, you wise guy. House dick, house peeper, house detective. A Joe is an average guy, also meant coffee. Juicy, enjoyable. Keen, very good. Kibosh, squelch, the lowdown, all the information. Make tracks, dangle, leave in a hurry, leave abruptly. Similarly, ghost or Irish exit. Meat wagon, an ambulance, a Mickey, a Mickey Finn, a drink spiked with a knockout drug. A mall, a gangster's girlfriend. Moita, wow. Nuts, telling someone they are full of nonsense. Off the cob, corny, packing heat, wearing iron, carrying a gun. Pally, friend, chum, sometimes used sarcastically. Patsy, an innocent man framed for a criminal charge. A pill, a disagreeable person. A pip is an attractive person. A platter, that was a record in the old days. A pachuco, a young Mexican living in the U.S. Rotgut, bathtub gin, prohibition alcohol usually made in back rooms and of low quality. Sourdough meant counterfeit money. A stool pigeon, a snitch, someone who informed to the police. Suds, salad, dough, mula, rhino, lettuce, bacon, as in bring home the bacon. Bread, money. Take a powder, blow, split, scram, drift, leave. Taking the rap, taking the fall. Take responsibility for someone else's crime or crimes. The hi-hat, a response in which one excludes another with irreverence and intent to offend. The kiss-off. The final goodbye as an exile or death. Togged to the bricks. Dressed up. Trip for biscuits. A task that yields nothing. What's your story, morning glory? What do you mean by that? You and me both. I agree. You shred it, Wheat. You said it. Now, there are examples of 1940s slang, which I thought probably went back a little bit further, but a bum rap is a false accusation. Bust your chops. That came from the 40s used as a scolding. Buzz, feeling tipsy. Cheesy, in the 40s it meant cheap. Chicken, a coward. Today it still means the same thing. In gay slang, it means an underage teen male. Eager beaver, used to call someone an enthusiastic helper or someone who is overly excited about something. Fathead, a stupid or foolish person. Fix, this word is used today and it means a dose of drugs. In the 1940s, it was often used when referencing drug fiends. Giza, an old person. Gas. No, this wasn't what you put in your car. It was either a good time or something that was really funny. Kill a diller. Something that is the best or amazing. Moxie. Courage or strong nerves. On the beam. On the right track or course. Cool. 
pass the buck implied that someone wasn't taking responsibility for their actions or that they were blaming someone else. Hmm. Rhubarb, an argument or squabble, first used in reference to disputes in baseball. What's buzzing, cousin? How's it going? Now we get to the 50s, also from yourdictionary.com. Beat slang of the 50s. If you were eyeballing a doll, you were giving a woman a good look over. A big daddy was usually a girl's father. Typically, a big daddy isn't hip to the beat scene and wants to put a damper on beatnik fun. Copping a bit, making up an act to trick someone. The big tickle, to laugh at the expense of the victim. Schadenfreude, perhaps? Square, someone who's super serious, not fun. Pigs, this may be the first time the word pig was used as a slang slur against police officers. Haul ass, to drive fast. Bad news, people who are up to no good. Daddy-o, another word for the cool kids of this generation. Cooking, if you're cooking, you're doing something well. Crazy, something that's plain old good. Dig it. If someone says they can dig it, they like it. Digging. To understand something. Boss. Something that's A-OK. Go ape. If someone's going ape, they're going crazy. At minimum, they're yelling. Wigged out. Highly annoyed. Kicks. As in get your kicks, like on Route 66. It's the thrill you get by doing something fun. Making the scene in the right place at the right time. Three writers were the most famed from this generation, Jack Kerouac, Allen Ginsberg, and William S. Burroughs. Much of their writing supported the beatnik movement, embracing a love of drugs and alcohol and greater freedom. The term beatnik is derived from the slang term beat, which was popularized by Kerouac after the war. Beat came to mean beaten down, but Kerouac said that that wasn't his intent. The beat generation, as Kerouac saw it, were people who were down and out, but who had intense conviction. This next bit is definitely boomer slang, because a lot of boomers pretend that they were hippies or a hip when they really weren't. It's like watching a rerun of Murphy Brown. A bad scene or a trip is a bring down, a bummer. Bag, as in in the bag. That's your profession, your work or interest, as in that's just his bag, man. Now, synonyms for hippies. Beautiful people. Counterculture. Digger. Freak, flower children. To blow is to depart. Bummer is any bad situation, especially a bad trip, man. Busted, you're arrested. Cap, short for capsules, as opposed to the hip-hop definition of bullet. Citizen, bikers use this term for an outsider. City is the suffix used for emphasis in the 60s, I guess, similar to ville, Examples would be Drag City or Surf City. Combine, also known as the establishment, like schools, government, the military, etc. Cop out, not to do your share of work. Fascist, as in fascist pig. It usually refers to some authority, such as the police, politicians, or people into materialism. Flaky, unreliable or unpredictable performance. Groovy, enjoyable, fun, a good time, swinging. Opposite of bummer. Hang up. It's an obstacle in the way of accomplishing your goals. Head shop. A place where they sell pipes, roach clips, cigarette papers, posters, underground newspapers, hippie attire, rock concert tickets, and similar items. Obsolete. 
we now have smoke shops like we have Starbucks and Amazon and Live Nation. Hip in accordance with advanced tastes and attitudes. Hassle and interference. A bummer. An in. As in be in, love in, teach in. Where it's at. Where the action is. Jim is a derogatory term for cats or men. Later. When you're ready to split the scene, you say later, then cut out. Liberate means to steal something. Light my or your fire to turn someone on or to be turned on by somebody. Mike, short for microgram. Mind-blowing. Anything that tends to overload the senses. Out of sight, the grooviest. Plastic, a hippie word for fake or imitation. Rap, to speak the language of hip. Right on. Generally said when one hippie approves of another's ideas or actions. Score, to succeed, acquire. Straight, this has many meanings, including not hip, not gay, strung out, a nervous wreck, a square, a conformist, a solid citizen. Okay, now contrast those with excerpts from the hipster handbook. I'm being facetious here, saying, from Williamsburg to Bushwick with mustache wax, pork pie hats, and Hawaiian shirts while getting stoned and playing kickball. And it has word usage in sentences for context. Bronson, that means beer. I drank a sixer of Bronson's last night while watching the game. Arjun, watching Charles Bronson movies while drinking beer is deck, the term spawned from this ritual. Bustamobi, to dance. Let's go to the tunnel and bust a movie. The tunnel? That is old. Chipper. A woman who's sexy. She's a real chipper and will sleep with anyone after one Bronson. Clothesline. The gossip that is on the scene. Yo, I heard on the clothesline that she is sleeping with Billy. She is such a chipper. Cronkite. Boy. Have you seen Annie's new Cronkite? She met him at the cafe and he's such a Fredo. Deck. A key word for most hipsters. Similar in meaning to the antiquated fresh. To be deck is to be on the latest trends. Cutting edge and or hip. Sentence. That tassel we met at the gallery opening sure looked deck in her cowboy boots. Thin. The opposite of deck. Similar to outdated terms like whack and lame. Something that is thin is bad or undesirable. How can you like that Vin Diesel movie? Every film he's ever starred in has been thin. Fredo. An ugly guy who thinks he's good-looking. Bill thinks all the girls love him, but they all know he's a Fredo. The Frigidaire, the cold shoulder. I don't know what her problem is, but she gives me the Frigidaire every time I see her. Jerry, a stoner or hippie. My pits smell Ishtar. I feel like a total Jerry. Juicer, a ladies' man. I wish he would ask me out. He's such a juicer. Jug, a 40-ounce bottle of domestic beer. Tassels respect me. I can drink a whole jug and still bust a mean Moby. Midtown. Uncultured or unhip. He's never heard of Spike Jones. He's so midtown. Peace. A cell phone. John is such a nerd. He doesn't even have a piece. Tassel. A girl. Jim is definitely afraid of, but somehow he gets a new tassel every night. Now from the Hip Hop Dictionary, posted in March of 2019 by Simona Piofska. Hip Hop slang for music. Axe. Another word for ask. Bangin', of extraordinary quality, attractive or desirable. Big Willie, someone with a lot of money and luxury goods. 
wifey, that's your girlfriend or your main squeeze. And we get to the Izzle, created by Frankie Smith and popularized by Snoop. This particular style of hip-hop slang was created specifically by certain hip-hop artists, originated by funk musician Frankie Smith with his 1982 nonsense single, The Double Dutch Bus, this style was popularized by Snoop when he used it on Dre's The Chronic in 1992. So the ending of a word is removed and replaced with "izzle." In other cases, is is added in the middle of a word. For example, the word house becomes his house. So, bizzle, fizzle, hizzle, nizzle, rizzle, shiznit, faux shizzle, skizzle, tizzle, whizzle, all come from Frankie and Snoop. Now, for hip-hop English words with changed meanings, biscuit is a gun. Cap, like I said before, it's a bullet. Cheese, money, dog, also spelled D-O-G-G and D-A-W-G. A close and trusted friend. Marinate, to chill, relax. Popes, the police, an abbreviation of popo. Look out for the popes. Invented terms in portmanteau, which, for those who aren't aware, is a word blending the sounds and combining the meanings of two others. For example, motel from motor and hotel, or brunch from breakfast and lunch. These words and their meanings would not be found in an English dictionary, but are used in hip-hop music slang. Though used and popularized by MCs, most of these words were not coined by any MC. Instead, they were taken from local street slang of each of the MC's areas, Many of these words have become mainstream, or basic, because of various popular hip-hop artists. Big Face, $100 Bill. Baller, High Roller, Moneymaker. Chillax, portmanteau of relaxing, combination of chill and relax. Dis, to disrespect or criticize someone. Hella, formed from hell and of. Not used much by MCs anymore, common on the West Coast, and in South Park. Skrilla, money, used especially by West Coast MCs. Mac-10, E-40, etc. Now for drugs, gangs, and guns, BG is a baby gangster, an adolescent gangster. G, a gangster. In East Coast or old school hip-hop can mean simply a guy or a girl. OG, original gangster, initially referred to the founder of a street gang, but now commonly refers to any older gang member. Usually common to gangbangers who live up to their notoriety, reputation, and never sold out. Has been adopted outside of the gang culture for general use in hip-hop to refer to any originator of something or older person. Drug-related slang terms. Poppy, the drug connect, white lady, cocaine. Dope boy, drug dealer, boy, heroin, cookies, crack. Funny, use cookies and biscuits. Gun-related terms include for a Glock, 9, Nina, Nina Ross, for a 22, Deuce Deuce, Scooby-Doo, used by Cypress Hill, 40 caliber is a 4-pounder, 44 caliber is a 44 or a faux faux, 45 caliber is a faux 5, Desert Eagle is a Desert Ease, a Deagle, a shotgun is a pump, a shoddy, or a dimpleator. Now, these are kind of corny, like the 80s slang terms. Bust a move, to act first in an altercation, to perform a dance step. Popularized by young MC's hit single, Bust a Move, in 1989. The bomb, the bomb, cool, appealing, or popular. Off the hook, unbelievable, outrageous, wild. What up? Hello, how are you? Or, what is going on? 
Wiggity whack. Very disturbing. Presently, the wiggity has been dropped, and those in hip-hop now just use whack. Word up. You got that straight. That's right. How's it going? Many now simply use the word word. This is directly relatable to the slang of the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, and boomers. We have a lot of reference points in common. We just say them slightly differently, and then they ultimately get appropriated within the larger culture. And finally, from Wikipedia, on to selected gay terminology, much of which is familiar to me, and much of which I have been oblivious to until now. A hundred footer, an obviously gay or lesbian person, as if visible from a hundred feet away. And that supposedly originates in the U.S., and I never heard it before. Ace, short for someone who identifies on the asexual spectrum, and that's a global term. Aro, short for someone who identifies on the aromantic spectrum and that's also global. Aero-ace, short for someone who identifies as both aromantic and asexual, another global term. Ace of spades, someone who identifies as an aromantic asexual, also global. Ace of hearts, someone who identifies as a romantic asexual, and that's global. Artiste, a gay man who excels on one particular oral practice, and that's a U.S. term. Auntie, an older, often effeminate, and gossipy gay man. A U.S. term, supposedly. Baby Butch, a young, boyish lesbian. U.S. term. Baby Dyke, a young or recently out lesbian. A U.S. term. Baths, bathhouses frequented by gay men for sexual encounters. I say this because in the rest of the world, baths are referred to as saunas. In the U.S., we say baths and we say soccer. In the rest of the world, they say sauna and football. Bathsheba, a gay man who frequents bathhouses, a U.S. term. A batty boy, a gay or effeminate man, and that comes from Jamaica. Beach bitch, a gay man who frequents beaches and resorts for sexual encounters, and that's a U.S. term, I guess. Bear, a large, often hairy gay man, and that is a global term. A bear chaser is a man who pursues bears. I don't understand how that's a U.S. term, but it's listed that way in Wikipedia. Beard. A person used as a date, romantic partner, or spouse to conceal one's sexual orientation. And that is a global term. A bucket boy is a bottom. That comes from the U.S. And I've never heard that before. A bull dyke, a mannish lesbian, as opposed to baby butch or dinky dyke. How about diesel dyke? Never heard that one before? Come on. Cafeteria, repeatedly being an artiste in a back room or bathhouse. Copenhagen capon, a transsexual person, in reference to castration. That's a U.S. term, and I have never, ever heard of that before. Cottage, a public toilet. That's a U.K. term. Cottaging, having, or seeking anonymous gay sex in a public toilet. That's also a U.K. term. Now, cotton ceiling, lesbian refusal to have sex with a trans woman, particularly if the trans woman has not undergone sex reassignment surgery a takeoff on the term glass ceiling, referring to women's underwear. That's a global term, and that's all new to me. Cruising, seeking a sexual gay encounter. Historically, it goes all the way back to ancient Rome, which is why I added it, because I never knew that, and that's a global term. A cub is a typically heavier, hairier, and younger gay man, and that's global. I don't understand why a bear chaser is not not global, but a, a cub is. Daddy, Typically, uh, an older gay man, and that's U.S., that's global too. Down low, homosexual or bisexual activity kept secret by men who have sex with men, U.S., and not originated in the African-American community. Dyke, a masculine lesbian, 
originally a slur, reclaimed in the 1970s. And of course, that's a global term. A daikon is a celebrity woman who is seen as an icon by lesbians, may or not be a lesbian herself. And that's supposedly a U.S. term. An egg, I never heard of this either. A suspected, if referring to someone in the present, transgender person who hasn't realized they're trans yet. Used by transgender people when aspects of one's personality or behavior remind them of gender-related aspects of themselves before they realize they were trans. And that's supposedly a global term. NB, a non-binary person. This term derives from the abbreviation NB, and that's from the U.S. Friend of Dorothy is obviously a gay man, and that is obviously from America. Gaydar, the intuitive ability of a person to guess someone's sexual orientation, and that is global. Gamer is a gay gamer, and that's global. Gaysian, a gay Asian, that's global. Gold star, a lesbian who has only had sex with women in reference to a military award, and that's a U.S. term. Heteroflexible, to be mostly heterosexual, that's a global term. Lug, a lesbian until graduation, a woman who experiments with bisexual or homosexual activity during school. That's global. A lipstick lesbian is an effeminate lesbian. Paz is a usually gay, HIV-positive person. Punk, a smaller, younger gay man who, in prison settings, is forced into a submissive role and used for the older inmate's sexual pleasure. And that, of course, is global. Queen, an effeminate gay man commonly used in compounds such as drag queen or rice queen. Very global. TERF, trans-exclusionary radical feminist, a person opposed to trans persons or issues, falsely considered a slur by its targets. Global, and I have no idea what that means, but that comes from Wikipedia. A U-Haul lesbian is a lesbian who quickly moves into cohabitation, and that's a U.S. term. A wolf is a man who tends to fall evenly between fox, twink, and a bear cub. Well, close anyway, and that's supposedly a U.K. term, but that gets used in the U.S. all the time, too. I will absolutely not vouch for the relevance or accuracy of these terms. I have heard many of them and believe the ones that allegedly represent current pop culture become obsolete almost as quickly as they do become popular. But it is fun to at least try to keep abreast of developments. Using these terms is another thing altogether. I do say things like cockamamie and love to cite classic films for the slang they use of those eras because it is great to see Bogey or Cagney or Harlow say these things and rat-a-tat-tat at that. See? In my experience, the fastest way to get completely shut down, humiliated, and excluded is to try to use any of these terms that aren't in your common parlance in your everyday life with people who do use them. Kids will be brutally honest with you, and it can be crushing to hear an eight-year-old girl destroy you because you are out of touch. Incidentally, I am sick of the word hoax and think we might be hearing, wash your hands when things get back to normal and stay safe for a bit longer than we might have anticipated. But we have to try and keep up. Thanks for listening. See you next time. And as the kitties say, Peace out.